if you are a content creator or somebody who's in any sort of creative pursuit you're gonna love this episode um today we have with us somebody who i've been following for around 2 to 3 years on instagram and i've been always curious to have answers to these questions like what goes into a creative mind how does she get ideas how does she overcome creative blocks and yeah so i was always and pretty excited to do this episode it's one of the most candid episodes of this podcast and i'm pretty sure you're going to love it so today's guest is ankita chavla um also goes by her instagram handle name hustle rani and she's a visual content creator and designer she's currently working as a senior analyst at deloitte she also writes poetry and is a photographer she got famed to create one of the most creative and unconventional resumes of all time ankita can be found doodling reading comics in her leisure time and is passionate and curious about the world around her she is also a dedic speaker before i go ahead she also got selected for hashtag born on instagram and which no chose certain no chose you know a selected cohort of creators and without a doubt she is one of the most creative people you will come across and her aesthetic feed is also something to look out for So without further ado let's get started your interview with a very basic question that thing thing that has kept you sane during this lockdown period or quarantine okay so do you mind if i introduce myself a little oh uh, sure i thought i would be doing like before this <laughs> podcast starts but i don't oh, mind okay, i mean okay. it would be lovely cool, if you cool. no i think if you're uh cool i'll just give like a little background about myself i'm sure you must have had something prepared uh but i am ankita shavla i am a 21 year old visual content creator i am also a tedx speaker who's currently working with deloitte india in mumbai so i handle i work for their brand team which means i am currently leading their design and video so that's my work that's what like what uh i'm defined by according to my work desk but out of my work desk i am someone who's passionate about design who's passionate about art colors and just connecting with people and that is probably the reason why i'm right now talking to simran so simran has right now asked me the things that keep me sane during this quarantine the first and foremost thing would be just speaking to my friends and like knowing that they are doing okay and on days where they are not doing okay the fact that you know i can be there for them and on days where i'm not do- doing okay they are there to check on me and make sure that 
I feel better. So I know in times like these, it's not the expertise we need, but a true human connection that keeps us sane. So I believe like my friends and the relations I've built over time, like mm-hmm. honest conversations have like kept me sane all this while. Okay. Yeah. Social yeah. solidarity while physically distancing. <laughs> so true, true. your Instagram handle name is Hustle Rani. Is there some, so I find that handle name sort of empowering in one sense. So is there any story or reason like how you came up with it and also why you like you have also kept this name same for like quite a long time any association you have or any meaning that you derive out of this name title Hustle Rani uh, Simran first of all thank you so much for asking me that question because it's been almost two years <laughs> since I changed my username from Ankita Chavla to Hustle Rani and no one like on a public platform has ever asked me about it. Like they do address me with it. But I feel uh, you are the first one to actually ask me about it. And I would love to tell you uh, like my entire thought behind it. So I remember this was uh, I think November 2018, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, it was November 2018. And uh, I was interning in New Delhi. I was... uh, like I used to go for my internship every day and I think those few months were like the very formative months of actually my art style. I really consider those months very, very important in terms of defining what my art style has become today because I used to experiment and practice it a lot during uh, that internship. And it's also during that time I realized that it's not just what you do during your nine to five, during your five out of seven days at work, or what mm-hmm. gets you your salary is not the only thing that matters. What actually gets you the physical and mental gratification is what you do after it, what you do with that salary. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. what I do with my work desk is giving me means to live my life outside the work desk. And if I'm not doing something worthwhile with it then uh, I mean then what's the point of doing it at all so it's the side hustle the entire hustle mentality which has like really driven me to be the person who I am today and uh, it's just in the small things it's in the power of multitasking it's in like the thirst of knowing more doing more and making sure you're doing something every day to quench that thirst uh, but like being hustle Rani or trying to preach the idea of a hustle Rani doesn't really come from like only having a side business. Doesn't really come from only having a few side projects going on. It's it's basically like no matter whatever you are doing, you need to know what your like like whatever work you started. Remember what passion you kept in mind while starting it. So I am currently pursuing a brand job, but my passion is design. So every day I leave office, every day I shut my shop. I know like I need to stay true to what I am passionate about and I got to hustle for it. So which is why like I'm constantly creating art and that is also one of the things that has kept me sane. And that is one of the biggest parts of my hustle. 
so yeah that's my story and the part of rani the hard of rani strike it could have been superwoman princess wonder woman or like hustling ankita <laughs> also <laughs> i mean yeah my dream to possible yeah 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 it's not so like you know how overused the term queen is yeah and no matter how overused it is no matter how redundant it gets over the course of time i do feel like you know like i want to be a queen i see myself as like being there at the top of my game and also like you know helping people like reach there with me so like i want to for, for me as a person i like i really look forward to a certain vision i build in my mind and then working towards it and i also do believe that power is not just vested within one gender so i think that is why the rani is there because like with the entire idea of you know side hustling the entire idea of managing too many things at once the entire idea of like you know fixing computers at work like IT as a job is very very limited to men. Yes. I also want to like break that stereotype which is also like one of the biggest gratifying factors for me at my job because like for a team that is like you know filled with people of like from different walks of life I'm the person who fixes their computers at times. And I feel there's no job too small, there's no job too big and I'm very happy doing it as long as I'm like breaking stereotypes while doing them oh so God. that's where the rani part comes from that's really bad as also at the same time and really cool <laughs> okay yeah so before Thank i you. move to the like more personal questions i prepared um i have few questions related to gender and art so do you mm. think that uh, gender of an artist plays a role in how somebody's art is perceived or how somebody's art is valued or prized like knowing if it's a women's art or a man's art i feel to an extent yes uh, and i have like quite like a solid explanation for the same so i i do not see art as something that is separate from the artist and that would be my first very statement before i begin explaining why gender also plays such a big role in it because uh and i also quoted with an example so if you see someone's art and something that they have created it is a depiction it is a representation of you know their passions their interests how they feel how they think and i'm not saying that it's always the same for a man or a woman or it's always like you know this way for a man or always this way for a woman but there are so many personal factors that affect the kind of like say product that comes out of them and like in marketing terms these are like psychographic factors where mm-hmm. you know like your ethnicity the community you belong to the kind of parenting you had your uh, lifestyle choices your interests your gender your uh, race so many things have a role to play in terms of like whatever content you put out there now um, like if you look at someone uh, 
like malala yousafzai the things that she speaks about is very motivated about the ethnicity she comes from about the geographical area she comes from which is why like her motivations are like heavily vested in you know things that have bothered her while growing up so like you might see reflections of you know what say a woman is feeling or what a woman is proud of or what a woman has to battle in her art and it could be the same for a man where his art and content could be a depiction of the way he sees the world the battles he has to face and you know the battles he has overcome so all in all like since art is a very very personal thing that people put out there and it's a very courageous deed because it's something that that's like so personal and so unique to them and you put it out there for people to critique it and if people like it it's just a bonus but putting it out there i think is quite a big achievement in my opinion so no matter which gender it comes from i do feel like their personal background has a major major role to play in terms of deciding what they talk about with their art in the first place okay agree do you think public perception is also influenced by um knowing the background of it might influence um a public perception in a negative way in a negative way i won't lie that it won't there are there's possibly a chance that it could now let me bring like this little angle into like this question that you just proposed so i recently talked about this thing on like my social media where like you know every time we have to laud like someone who has done something there needs to be a gender adjective associated with it like oh this brilliant movie was made by a brilliant director great but okay cut to 2020 this brilliant movie was made by a brilliant woman director yeah okay then like there's this entire dichotomy of just like writers and female writers athletes and women athletes uh fighters and women fighters like it's it's almost like like oh being strong is something that you know is something extraordinary that women have done in order to you know get to the top i believe like every woman is born strong enough so you do not like necessarily have to point it out as like you know a, like an adjective of oh you know what this is so unique to her and her strength is basically what has made her and turned her into the kind of woman she is no like i believe the kind of environment and the kind of like things usually women grow up with like there is no other option but to be strong like we are beings literally programmed to be in pain all the time if you think about it like we 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 start we start with menstruation at the age of like say 11 then it ends by 50 and when it ends by 50 55 you're like oh i'm finally free but by that time my body has already like you know 
wrinkled and I feel like, okay, now I have this newfound freedom, but my body does not know what to do with it. So now I'm frustrated. There was a nice incident in feedback where this woman mentioned. Exactly. (laughs) Thank you so much for like catching that because I think that monologue literally stayed with me. It really stuck with me. So I I feel the public perception is... Like, it's definitely something that will take years to change. And especially when it comes to the perception of art, I, like, I do feel, like, biases are always bound to exist. Because, like, psychologically, generalizations are something that help us process the world faster. Like, oh, he's an Asian, he'll be good at math. Oh, um, she's from India, so she'll have a lot of masala in her tiffin today. So, and some of times these these generalizations actually, like, you know, help us process the world faster and in a much easier manner. But, uh, like, they also work against the group or the certain community that is being generalized. So, it could either, like, have a positive perception or a negative perception of that very person's art when we talk about like it being perceived in terms of the dichotomy of gender. So do you think these, any gender attributes can help to create an art better, which is specific to gender or yeah, similarly for men? Uh, um, I, I don't really think so that, you know, there's like uh, something out there biologically to be proven that, okay, hey, Uh, women have this thing in their DNA which means their creative output is way superior than that of a man or vice versa like I don't know if like the physical strength of holding a paintbrush better would Mm -hmm. give men the higher power in creating better paintings but I know for a fact that that isn't true so like in my opinion I don't think there is any specific trait per se that would help a certain gender to create better art yeah so moving to questions related to your personal art and profession. So how do you refuel yourself when you run, when you reach sort of a burnout point, uh, when you can't think of new ideas or any uh, or any ritual that you have, which you which is part of your daily routine that helps you to just you know um, refuel yourselves and energize back. So yeah. So um, I'll tell you, I have this little exercise and i believe in this world in this word called happenstance happenstance basically means like what has to happen will happen and you need to let it happen to you so it's it basically the entire idea of not forcing the destiny of something upon you so there are times when i do hit a creative block there are also times when i do hit like like say a physical mental and a creative burnout uh maybe not all of those together but sometimes like in phases so i know of people like how it's a common practice to uh, like read a book highlight your most favorite quotes out of them and then maybe derive inspiration where you look at other people's work and derive inspiration to make your own so for me books do not work i sadly like have the attention span of a housefly so I can't read that like with that much dedication, like big, big novels at once. What I do is I watch a lot of content 
and i'm very fond of graphic novels per se that is i think the only thing i can read so sometimes like i just want to go into a tv show i want to go into a stand up with an open mind and like i keep watching it i lose myself in it sometimes just to kill time sometimes just to like give myself some sort of stimuli and most of the times like i will have my light bulb moment where i'll be like hey okay you know what she said something really cool and it's something i resonated with like why don't i create something else out of it why don't i take this chain of thought pair it up with something that i already know and then create something out of it now how it helps me in like creating my art is so if you have seen my feed mm-hmm. i use a diptych format where i have one picture and then there's another picture with a similar color palette or a similar form or a similar message yes so um like my mind is basically like like playing this game where i have a folder stored of all the pictures that i've already taken and my eyes are constantly on the lookout of a frame that i can pair these existing pictures with so there have been times where i haven't been able to pair anything and my brain is just just like you know that indian mom uh, going like oh like kitne time se ghar mein baithi hai she needs to be married off and all those things i'm like you know what you got to wait finding the right guy so like that entire thing happens and it's just like i know for a fact that if i sit at home and sulk i'm not going to find the right picture so i have to step out i have to like make myself like put on my shoes tie my laces be out there have my camera open to find the right picture so it's also the drive to put in effort to get out of that burnout which usually like helps me get out of it oh okay. so i guess so i think this also yeah. brings me directly to another question what do you think is the role of subconsciousness when you're creating art like you have certain things at the back of your mind um so you think what you feed in subconsciousness um is sort of an important aspect of what you're creating art or what you produce at the as a result of like yeah what goes in your subconsciousness like having something at the back of your mind is just like sleeping on the ideas and decisions <laughs> yeah i mean like for me i i i do have quite a lot of subconscious thoughts it's like hard to point out one like when you immediately like ask me to think about them but mm-hmm. like say when i'm having this entire like thought express in my uh, head and i'm thinking of like things and jumping from one thought to the other my basic message like the subliminal message that i always try to put out throughout my art is like that of mental health where like you know trying to accept the way things are trying to accept yourself the way you are and like it's also about like self forgiveness a lot of it is about like moving at your own pace because as much as my username talks about like you know no you got to hustle no you got to do this like i also want you guys like to know that the entire hustle culture also comes like with sometimes like some deteriorating mental effects because some people get too driven into this entire idea of oh these are my prime years if i'm not successful now i will never be successful 
like i want people to understand their own pace of working and i'm pretty sure i'm not like the first one to say that everyone moves at their own pace you cannot compare where you are right now to maybe where someone else is maybe at a much better position or at a much lower position but you are constantly working on yourself and sometimes that's all that matters so the hustle i want to talk about is just consistency of effort the consistency of effort and not the pace of it because everyone's pace can be different it's just like not giving up and the will to constantly work on yourself so that is something that always drives me because i've had like one of like my lowest phases when i was in college and i had zero output like be it in terms of academics be it in terms of like my creativity in terms of my relationships and i feel like like dipping that low and like touching the bottom of the pool makes you realize like what a privilege it is to be on top of it and being able to breathe oh, perspective if you're feeling low you can always yeah then see how far you have come okay so how do you believe others yep. reaction affect your art or your work like uh, i'm sorry could you please repeat your how question? do you believe others reactions can affect your art or your work like say a particular this is like a very minor example and a very bad when i think if a particular sort of instagram yeah. post or any sort of um work gets a lot of reactions and likes you might feel like this sort of trend is working so so how does others reactions influence your art or work say in creating future or yeah how is also you perceiving it later on so i mean like i won't lie of course like when my art is validated by the people who i put it out for it definitely feels nice i would like definitely i'm 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 not that same who believes yeah. that oh i only put out my art just because i want to express something which is part of my reason i'm not saying that is not my reason but that is not my only reason i also have a lot of other motivations that drive my art i want it to be like respected by others i want it to be liked by others but most importantly i want people to feel connected to it the aim of my art is to evoke an emotion even if it's an emotion of anger even if i piss off people i like i'm okay with it as long as like it's making them like get up from their seat and making them write something even if it's good even if they think that oh this could have been done better i think that's all i want the aim of my art mostly is to evoke an emotion and make people do something about like just something even if it's like driving them to take a similar picture if it's driving them to donate something to someone if it's driving them to support my friend if like through just a picture and some random text you can make someone do something a few kilometers away i think big big power and all of us should use it wisely okay so now you're working as a creative professional in a corporate environment given usually when we talk about creativity and environment we just imagine a sort of infrastructure which has like been bad planned around and you know really 
quirky and colorful sort of and you have those brainstorming sessions like they're showing silicon valley shows you know all those sort of things that goes around so but it's in a corporate environment so is there any tussle you feel within your mind that this creative being a creative professional in corporate environment it might not be in harmony or or what do you think can be some inclusive policies that can be adopted to make the environment more friendly in corporate spaces that yeah you know there's more uh-huh. creative thinking happening so uh, um i believe a few challenges that i personally face while working in a corporate is that like you know when you're working for yourself like you are the only person who has to stand in a line to get your idea to the client mm. but while you're working in a corporate you have to stand in way too many lines and the worst part is all those lines have already too many people waiting in them there is a lot of hierarchy to get your stuff processed there is there is like a whole bunch of approvals which slows the process down so when idea generated a fresh idea generated in the month of jan will probably see the light of the day in may so and i do feel like creativity and creative ideas sometimes come with a shelf life sometimes creative ideas just need to be executed then and there and sometimes creative ideas can be worked upon bit by bit detail by detail by an army of people to turn it into something like even crazier but i am more of the former person where i want my creative ideas to be executed immediately because i want all of them to see the light of the day so yeah that is something that i would want corporates to take note of like you know having more creative processes in place having more brainstorming sessions having less approvals giving a little more autonomy to the people and just being a little experimental like so what if you're a corporate there's like nothing harming you from like speaking a more human language <laughs> i like it um also so when you're working for a client you have like they have the certain expectations or certain sort of framework in which you have to deliver stuff and when you are working on something given you're mostly invested in your work you might want to defer to something that is more true to your style so or something that you believe will be much better than what the client thinks or you know comes up with so how do you like balance these two things like also because your art has to be approved by someone the person you're also working for but that joy of creating something you believe is better and something that is true to you so how do you like your yeah, balance these two th- things which can be like on the opposite ends and not always aligning with each other yeah 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 no i understand uh so the thing is some of the times like the thing is making art isn't that tough a job as much as defending it is because like sometimes your client just wants to ask you oh why are we using a rectangle why not or like a circle why do we have these lines here why not this so like you know just having purpose in your work you need to like know the purpose of each and every detail you've put into whatever piece you're creating like if you're putting a certain thing a certain way why are you doing it why are you using a sans serif font and not a serif font to talk about 
a luxury brand like why is your communication more like user oriented and not more product oriented and like justifying and knowing the purpose behind your work is more important than actually delivering the work anyone and everyone can deliver in my opinion delivering is not the hard part like being able to justify what you've done and why you've done it is the hardest in my opinion okay convincing the client that it's the best thing you've done yeah so i asked you like, questions like rapid fire sort of which was inspired stressful. by no no it's not stressful it was inspired by 73 questions with vogue so it's not 73 questions but there are like few questions i could come up with on my own and not yeah but i think you will enjoy it so okay let's begin okay cool cool i'm excited yeah go ahead um if not an artist then what a musician okay uh, one advice for someone who's afraid to put out their art in public or own their art in general so what if they shit on it they'll at least look at it okay biggest creative risk that you believe you have taken biggest creative risk biggest creative risk that i feel i have taken i think uh uh I don't know playing around with different uh, formats and canvases like changing the format of my feed that was a really big risk and I've like stuck with it till now so I thought putting that CV one would have been but okay <laughs> like putting CV in a different uh, format yeah i mean that's also like like a play around with platforms and like i changed my canvases actually thanks for reminding that i think putting out my CV would be the biggest creative risk <laughs> that i've taken could you please put this in the podcast yeah sure okay <laughs> favorite uh, so it was originally favorite book or the best book you have read but since you are not a very big fan of reading a uh, favorite movie you have watched or like favorite tv show till now fleabag tv show i also really like marvelous mrs maisel i absolutely love that show i love rachel brosnahan and uh, one movie that i really like is ladybird okay that's quite nice Also, it's by a woman director. I remember, so it was highlighted one of the best movies to watch by promoter. And like, how this realization came to you first in your life? I think so. Um, I remember in college. I really don't know why that used to happen. There were times when, like, we used to have group assignments, and everyone would choose their groups. And sadly, I would be the one who would be left out. So I had to make a group with the ones who were left out. and uh, no lying no shame in admitting those people didn't really work that much so i took it upon myself to you know do the entire assignment and put in twice as much hard work and mm-hmm. still present it and somehow still get a great response while presenting my entire assignment in class so i felt like okay you know what like even if i do not have team support i think i have something in me that you know like people actually notice and that i also should notice and i can pull things off just by myself and also in a like great manner so i think it's like during college like while being by myself and having to do things alone i realized it then really nice 
where do you see yourself 10 years down the line if you have like thought about it i want to have my own talk show i want to have a dog and i want to have my creative studio someday nice any rituals or tradition you have developed over years for yourself hmm any rituals or traditions i think i don't know how relevant the system of creative process but like drinking a lot of water a lot a lot of water because it's it's almost like like just like as simple as watering a plant also because uh, i don't know how relevant this is but i have kidney stones so i need to keep drinking water drinking water is something that has also helped i don't know even my mood to be better so i'm like my own water police and just another ritual is that always noticing color i'm very fond of like just spotting a primary color party in mundane frames around me so that as a ritual has really helped me even when when i'm alone while going back from work i'll notice something and i'll smile to myself I'm like okay <laughs> sweet yeah any 2020 resolutions that you're still kept till now dude i did not make a resolution i honestly think it's a very very like stressful <laughs> activity but i do have a resolution it's very vague and you promise me you're not going to laugh at it i <laughs> no. really want to use a bath bomb in 2020 i have never bought a bath bomb in my life and i've never used it and in 2020 i want to buy one i will go somewhere and i'll use a bath bomb <laughs> that's a good resolution my resolution is to tie my hair more because i haven't like tied my hair ever since i started to go to college so i'm working on that it's a very vague resolution but really? it makes my parents happy because they want me to tie my hair at times they are always open like always let loose that's why so it's actually like the opposite because i am someone who always wants like my hair tied up and i even when they're looking really good i'll tie them up because you know like like when a woman is on a mission she just takes her like yeah. hairband off yeah. her wrist and she ties it into a bun like yeah i'm in that mode constantly so like i keep tying and untying my hair so i love to have them tied all the time wow um if you were to like, collaborate with one artist anybody living or dead who would that person yeah who would that lucky person be lady gaga oh nice She has a concert mm. coming up on 18th with all the artists. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Nice. Which is really cool. So, like either autobiography or biography. So, what would be the title of the book? Uh, I think it would be a graphic novel, and I would call it Trial and Error. Oh, nice. Um, what's the least popular opinion you hold on something or on anything? Um, I'm not really a fond of free the nipple movement. Okay. Um, three reasons yeah. that you believe would have stopped you from being an artist someday. Three reasons or challenges you have overcome, or three reasons that possibly might have stopped you, no matter how minor or major. So people used to tell me that I do not have a design degree, so I cannot become an artist, or my scope would be lower because I have a communications degree. uh that was a b i remember when i was in ninth grade i had one of the cyber shots from sony the digicam 
and I made a photography page on my own because I thought my art was really cool. So I put it out there, and I got a lot of hate comments saying, "Oh, these are over-edited pictures," and a lot of people liked those comments. So I put that page down within like a week of launching it. Can you believe I was in ninth grade and like I had the guts to launch a photography page, and I got bullied. into like shutting it down so i'm glad i overcame that and like my photography has come like a long way since then and if this bully is listening to me take note <laughs> um thirdly i i just yeah i think that very incident was like a big incident for me where i think my sister played a very big role in convincing me they're like so what if people are telling you that it's over edited you like it you put it out there your friends will support you or like i will support you so like i was very hesitant of the fact that oh even if i put it out there my friends will not support me but i think i am where i am because of like my friends supporting me shamelessly till now so i just like really want to thank them oh that's really nice i started a blog in 9th but i kept it anonymous Yeah, mm. <laughs> so I was saved. So I gathered two hundred followers by just telling my three friends. That's all. So that was an achievement for me in ninth grade. <laughs> But still, that's, that's so cool, na? Ninth grade is such a young, tender age, and for like people to come up with a blog and having the faith in themselves that you know they can put themselves out there. And like I really appreciate you, even if it was anonymous. You thought you had something to say. Yeah, that is like a big achievement in itself. But do you admire your past work because I, um, if I look back, I thought it it was so much related to love stuff, you know. And you were in ninth, maybe when you were like getting into that puberty stage. Now I don't really like that, but it was actually a nice writing. Look, to consider legend. Mm-hmm. So do you admire your past work when you look back at it? Given you have like improved uh, so much. No. <laughs> No, like if I look back at it, those like photos are really over edited. <laughs> okay, but it was that Pixart wave, so and Insta filters wave, so I don't know if anybody can be blamed <laughs> because that was the trend at that time. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. I just thought like I just having the confidence to like say something or tell people that hey, I have to show something was enough. Okay. But yeah, take it. It happened. We're like it's okay. It happened. One woman you admire a lot, or any one person you admire a lot. Um, any one person. Don't tell me it's over. Just when you choose to activate it, that's what I believe. But I do feel like mental strength is something which is. like of a higher importance when it comes to creating art because it takes a great amount of it so this very year actually in fact last year mm-hmm. i met someone who also made me realize the importance of physical strength and the mental strength needed to work towards it as, as well because i'm someone who like looks like does not take a lot of care of her body and it's like true to a certain extent as well and my health hasn't been the best the last year and i've started working on it started giving it more attention so like this person who has been of like an inspiration to constantly work towards the things i want is kunal so he really helps me in just being mentally strong and the physically strong bit he takes care of because like he's a coach he also trains me mm-hmm. so yeah he is 
Kunal Rajput and like I really really look up to him. Okay, that's really nice. You know, someone in like real life and inspired by people around you. Yeah, yeah. One, yeah. The question is one or uh, one. We were at biggest myth about creative industry. Like something uh, that people do. Biggest myth about creative industry. Uh, that you will deliver something and people will pay you. Uh, that doesn't happen. People hold your payments for a very long time. You have to fight for the money you are owed, and always take an advance because people are very, very cruel when it comes to money, and they do not creative the creative process as much as they value the output. So, I think keeping all your cards on the table is a bad idea. Make sure you keep a few. and make sure you get what you're worth within time because people will be there to take you for granted so yeah that's another myth about creative industry apart from the mental strength you also need to use it for getting your payments from clients okay choosing between these two scenarios one where you created an art like you were doing a passion project you created an art and you really liked and you believe that this things should be in a certain way versus the people you are working with believe that the majority opinion says that the design should look like something else like it should be of a different color or something what do you go with your intuition or what you believe appeals to the majority in your team uh i'm usually stubborn but i also think i have a good enough like what do you call dynamic like, sense of design and space where like you know if i see okay the alignment is messed up i will change the colors are not working out i will change i'm also open to people like giving me suggestions in terms of what you know what look nice but it's very difficult to choose between this i would yeah i think i would go with what i want Like I don't think I'm apologetic about this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Steve Jobs was this person, so he really believed in his intuition and whatever design he thought was the best, he would go to the hundred percent extent to like make it the best. Okay. Um. So yeah, this is yeah. the most cliched question that I always ask. One message you have for anybody who's listening to this, and that's the last ending question as well, <laughs> for sure. Okay, you told me there's one question left. You asked me three more, huh? <laughs> that was part of rapid fire, so I'm sorry. But this was the actual last okay. question. Okay. Okay. Um, one message that I want people to know. Um, you do not have to pretend to be all sorted out in order to like be likable. and this is not something that i'm talking in terms of like art i'm just like talking about like your relations with people because if there's something that i've realized is that like you know people remember how you treat them and how you talk to them and they don't remember how much sugar you put in their tea or how much extra food you gave them or the things you bought them they always remember how you treated them so like people will always say parents will always say that oh making your career decision is the biggest biggest decision you can ever take in your life i don't think so it's i think the people you choose to surround yourself with they have the biggest role to play in who you become and like who you currently are 
so choose your people wisely and once you've chosen them like make sure you keep them close and treat them as nicely as possible that's all also your average of five people you choose to surround with they have like the biggest influence so that's true that's true you know you know like you, you also must have observed like you are a culmination of the lingo of the three people you interact with the most i have seen that with people i've seen that with myself too oh nice i agree to this principle quite a lot thank you so much ankita and i'm super grateful for you taking out this time thank you and sorry at the same time thank you so much beyond. no 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 sorry i had a great great time talking to you i think this is like one of the best podcasts i've had till now I would like to express my deepest gratitude to the speaker for taking out their valuable time and sharing insights with us on the behalf of Girl Up Wings team. I would also like to thank Girl Up India head Ms. Aditi Arora and Girl Up campaign for devising the storytelling challenge which gave us this opportunity to interact with wonderful women in our community. We won't stop until we are equal everywhere. Signing off Girl Up Wings team.